Don't squeeze the water. <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. Oh, episode 61. Episode 61. And welcome to episode number 61 of a Strange Thing podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Austin. And here we are. Yep. Yeah. We uh, we want more listeners, so we decided to uh, take a one out of the book of Joe Rogan. Because mm-hmm, he's doing something right. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got a few listeners. So we're doing our own little Sober October thing. Yeah. So instead of clinking our glasses, he spilled water all over himself. <laughs> he had a, a water And bottle. I played with the cap. On my Red Bull, which gives me wings. <laughs> it's a good idea. This was your idea. Yeah. I think it's good because it's so easy to get into the habit of drinking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think it kind of sneak up on you. So I think it's always good to remind yourself that you don't have to have exactly. a drink. But if you are listening and drinking. We're judging you, wanna, you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. You can do what you want. Just be wise and responsible. Yeah. And there you go. We're doing just three weeks. We started yesterday, actually. Yeah. And then we're going to go up until we're part of a little whiskey club. A whiskey tasting club. So we're going to just be sober homies until our little uh, whiskey tasting thing, which will be fun. Yeah. We'll be like, ah, whiskey. Which that is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Who knew there were so many subtleties regarding whiskey? Yeah, I do feel like a ding dong, though, while we do it. Because you're... You're sitting there with a bunch of dudes, yeah. and the way they have it is kind of weird, and, and it sounds almost uh, chauvinistic or something. Because the ladies Because the ladies, us, the, yeah. husbands of, the husbands, the, the husbands, the husbands, the oh, wives, yeah, the yeah, wives yeah. of the guys that are there, they come like bring us food and like palate cleansers and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny, but they, they just sit and make fun of us the whole time. So I think so, yeah. Think it's it does, mutually beneficial It does feel, you know, I described it to your mom, because I, I told her, we should, you know, host it at our house. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he didn't. But that just would like, mean oh, no, that all didn't. the wives come over, and they basically prepare food and bring drinks to us men sitting around pontificating. And your mom doesn't have anything to do with that kind yeah. of crap. <laughs> she will not. She, yeah. she chooses to be subservient sometimes, but if it is demanded, oh it's no. It's going to be the opposite. <laughs> My wife happen. was just looking at me like, you're dumb. What? <laughs> they did what? They gave you spaghetti? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But no, it's, it's a fun time. It is fun. And there are so many little things that you are supposed to notice in different kinds of whiskey. Supposedly. You know, notes and... Smells, yeah. So and they rate flavors. They rate everything from like one to ten. Ten in mm-hmm. smell, appearance, taste, aftertaste. Yeah, and you can get a high score of forty, right? Or fifty? Is there another? I category? think it's forty. I think it's four categories. Yeah, yeah. and so you, you're like, yeah, it's got like a nice amber hue to it. Um, mm-hmm. and you like, and everybody's talking and like holding it yeah, up to the light, looking at lights, and then you're and smelling it. Oh, the nose on this one, I am detecting tobacco I, and cherry, and yeah, hints of <laughs> butt butter, and <laughs> it is hilarious. And you know what I've noticed? I don't know about you, but I tend to like the cheapest ones. Oh yeah, it's funny because I mean, you're supposed to guess also what the bottle cost. And sometimes somebody will bring a really expensive... Like, I brought that bottle of scotch. Yeah. Oh, no. It was Irish. It was Irish. I brought, yeah. And it was a really expensive bottle of Irish. And mm-hmm. it was like a 10-year or something. And it was icky. Yeah. Nobody liked it. Nobody liked it. it. I didn't even like it. I didn't even know if it was Irish. I, and I like Irish whiskey. I keep liking the cheap ones like Pendleton yeah. and stuff because... That's like what I drink because mm-hmm. the only time I drink whiskey is like we're out camping and yeah. we're passing a bottle around the fire and telling weird stories and talking mm-hmm. about whatever, you know. So I'm like, mm, and I drink that whiskey and I'm like, oh, that tastes like memories. Uh-huh. And I'm never like, you know, like yeah, 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 just yeah. really yeah. getting into it. It's usually just like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is fun. We're all buddies. and Yeah. I'm so the camaraderie the is, the, is what I associate to whiskey uh-huh. and not this like sitting in a room with my smoking jacket on and my right. my hunting hound at my feet at the yeah. fire hearth and mm, you know i never got into that well do you are you kind of like me do you feel kind of like you're a sympathetic whiskey taster what do you mean sympathetic well it's like if something Horrible nobody, guy if nobody like likes it you um, know if people are like eh, it's kind of like i feel sorry for it it's no, like that's dumb well no but it's <laughs> it's like sometimes i'm like oh i kind of like it a little bit <laughs> Poor whiskey. You like your dad. I he like so. won't throw away a toy because he's like, it's gonna be sad in the trash can. Yeah, all by itself in there, no longer played with, like Toy Story. Meanwhile, I'm like, can I shoot it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, you're like the kid that goes and blows yeah, up I'm, I'm, the toys uh, with the with Sid the firecrackers. Yeah, from Sid Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, 
they call whiskey spirits. Mm -hmm. And I always wonder why that is. I do know that if you drink too much whiskey, you can get <laughs> and a different kind of spirit, spirit. comes yeah. out of you, right? So maybe that's where it comes maybe. from. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe it comes from like the vile spit of the gods. Spirits. I don't know about that. I don't know either. Anyway, it's Anywho, fine. Yeah. What are we talking about? We were talking about that we're not drinking whiskey. No, what are we going to talk about? Well, I don't want to talk about whiskey anymore because it keeps making me thinking I need to go get a whiskey. Yeah. So I thought about getting like some apple juice, uh -huh. like putting it in a little cup with a couple ice cubes. So then mm. I at least think I'm holding like whiskey. Yeah. Well, and you're kind <laughs> of cheap because you're getting some of the flavor because you've got some of that beer that has no alcohol. Yeah. I like that. beer. Yeah. It's actually it not bad. Great. And Guinness, I, you told me that they had one Guinness. Um, the no alcohol. Yeah, Guinness, yeah. That it's supposed to be really good. It only has like three carbs. Yeah. Or 3.8 carbs. Where I don't know where to buy it, though. The stuff you're drinking, I think, is eight carbs. Eight carbs. So I, I feel guilty drinking it because I try to eat and drink as many, as few, as many carbs as I can. <laughs> as few carbs as I can. Right. For other reasons. So I can keep this body This mind. physique. This physique. Lean and mean. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I figured, because I've hinted, and I've kind of even gone off on a hot mic on it, about the... Grand Conspiracy. I think we should do this episode on what in the heck I'm talking about. Yeah. Because it, I mean, you hear me allude to it and I kind of throw out little teasers because honestly, I'm just trying to figure it out myself. But like we've said, I do believe that there is a grand conspiracy. And this idea was fostered more and more and more by our efforts to create this podcast. Right. We'd go out and we'd look at cattle mutilations. And that would tend to lead us to a certain idea or a series of ideas where one of them always kept kind of reoccurring again. Right. Okay, so I know that's really, really weird. So what are aliens doing impregnating cows, cows with... with Sasquatches? Yeah. What, what Other is... than being goofy. And why do cattle mutilations always seem to deal with some kind of reproductive thing, an it's, organ? It's weird. It's weird. So, so we have the possibility of cattle DNA being very close to humanoid DNA. We have baby Sasquatch surrogate mothering stuff going on and aliens messing around with reproductive organs. If you wanted to create a storyline narrative, I would go with secret government or some kind of transdimensional being is using the genetic structure of bovine DNA to impregnate and implant a synthetic type of genetic structure to create bodies within which they can <laughs> inhabit. And then we go to like uh, when we did Strange uh, Ghosts, mm -hmm. where we went to supposed haunted places and checked them out. Like, what was the place down in Twin where I had the tuna tower? Milner's Gate. Milner's Gate, yeah, mm -hmm. where somebody supposedly died in an elevator. And it was an old Elks Lodge. And before that, it was a Masonic Lodge. So it has this kind of, you know, weird history. And supposedly, my brother-in-law worked there. Mm -hmm. And supposedly, he had encountered this entity in the basement. Name? Jim, wasn't it? Or James? James. It was James. And he yeah. would leave him a beverage on the bar top down in the basement. Mm -hmm. I don't think it ever got drank. A spirit for a spirit. I personally have never seen the hat man. I've never seen James. Um, I've had some co-workers tell me like uh, when I was sitting next to one of them one night, all closed up, it was just the two of us enjoying a beer after our shift. And we were uh, in the dark. The only lights were the bar lights. And she just stopped talking and just got really weirded out because she saw the hat man standing behind us staring at us yeah i'm waiting to see him I'm waiting to talk to him um i guess i did talk to him through that uh that little uh i don't know what it's called some machine with white noise and then the spirits speak through it and so that's when we found out his name is james and that's when i knew that he and i were buds because he made a red light go all the way to the red when we asked him if I was his favorite employee. So, yeah, I'm his favorite employee. I bring him whiskey shots every now and then. A spirit for a spirit. I bet he went back and drank it. Probably. Like left it there. He's... And he went upstairs. <laughs> and he came back down and just bam. Yeah. Then... <laughs> yeah, Brian said it was for the ghost. But really, it was he knew he was going to need it in the yeah. morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> he'd go drink the evidence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was for the ghost, really. Yeah. The ghost it's, there's been a thirsty. spirit down here all day. I had yeah. to take care of it. <laughs> yep. I mean, that one also led 
those investigations, we went to uh, the old tuberculosis hospital in Gooding, Idaho. Mm-hmm. We went to several places. Yeah. We went to the penitentiary. The penitentiary, Idaho State Penitentiary. Is it penitentiary or is it penitentiary? No, it's penitentiary. Yeah. It's not a mortuary, it's a penitentiary. All right. Although people died there, so it could be a penitentiary. If you want to mix flex the words, mix flex. Mix flex would be a cool rap name. Mix flex. Grandmeister mix flex. Or or an <laughs> acrobat name for acrobat troop. Mix flex. Yeah, because they're flexible Indeed. and they mix it up. I don't know. So we went there and we found that it was also leading us back to the same idea that we got from kind of the cattle mutilation thing. Yeah. Right? So, and basically that was when you look at the possible explanations for what was going on there, one of the things that always came up was this idea of entities. These are demonic, evil spirits, or at best, something that's just kind of not necessarily good or bad but some kind of other kind of creature, mm-hmm. entity. Another dimension. Yeah. Right, right. That is somehow able to project into our reality mm-hmm. and communicate or try to communicate. And I guess that information that they communicate could be evil, bad, or it could be benign, or it could be good. Mm-hmm. So there's that. It's, a, it's another kind of creature. And they would lead you back into this paranormal, supernatural kind of unseen realm. Right. And there you go again. And then we talked about Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And Bigfoot had in almost, well, not all of his stories, but a good percentage of his stories. Transdimensional characteristics. Exactly. He has this ability to kind of, you know, blend in and fade out and disappear. Changes frequency. Yeah. Then you also throw in things like the cryptids, like Wendigos. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you pick your cryptid. And some of them also have these trans-dimensional kind of storylines. I think almost all of them do to some extent. Yeah, especially like Native American stuff. Chupacabra maybe is a little bit more Mm -hmm. um, animalian. Animalian, but he could be a trans-dimensional animalian. Could be, but nobody talks about that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so you break down those ideas and concepts of what they could be, and they kind of turn into the supernatural entity realm. Right. And so you start noticing that, and you go on, and we did other episodes on things like petroglyphs, mm-hmm. and there are weird things on petroglyphs. There are quite a few weird ones. And some of the things on petroglyphs seem to depict these same kind of entities, mm-hmm. whatever they are. Then, okay, well, that, that, that kind of makes you think about, oh, what about pantheons and gods? Because, I mean, the things that they inscribe on these rocks, a lot of times are their pantheons or their gods of their pantheons. Right. So we started looking at that. And guess what? More entities. More of these things. And after a while, I mean, you can't quite get away from it. Yeah. And it always kind of comes down to, I think, what we have in our minds of what all of these things are Mm -hmm. connected to anyway. Yeah. Well, you got to put them in some kind of box, right? And you've only got so many boxes. Now, inside each box, you can have subcategory boxes. Files, if you will. Yeah. Files. (laughs) And drawers and cabinets. And storage units. Yes. Yeah, there's all kinds of buckets. (laughs) So my big bucket, I called the grand conspiracy as these things started to develop. Now, I also kind of went on rants because of my Judeo-Christian background and a very conservative religious organization. These topics you can't really talk about in the religious circle that I was raised in, right? These entities. What are they? I mean, they would put words on them like, demons yeah or it's satan it's the devil it's the devil the devil is a lie so in that world you had lucifer you had satan you had the whole idea of demons which i never really understood what demons were other than they could like possess people right from famous stories that you heard and oh just a little sidebar here the uptick in human possession in religious circles is gone up like i I, there was a statistic about that huge yeah I mean, right now it's a big, big thing. So a lot of people, whether it's mental illness or whether you want to call it a demon or whatever it is, the incidence of people trying to be exercised from those demons has gone crazy high. So that's another thing. I think that has a lot to do with everybody's kind of, what is it, sedentary, stagnant lifestyle. Especially through the pandemic. Yeah, everybody's just fat and lazy and they don't 
exercise like they should. Well, there's that, and then there's a lot of mental illness. Are you a self- I made an exorcism exercise, dude. Oh, I didn't even get it. You're so good at that. That's why I love you here, Austin. Oh, thanks. And I told you I love you lately. For bad jokes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, rolling on. So, grand conspiracy. Mm-hmm. What is it? Well, let's break down the words that compose grand conspiracy. All right. um, first is the word grand. Grande. What does grand mean? Big. Mm-hmm. Large. Big, large, Vast. huge, all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. It was a little confusing to me to use that word because in my mind it had like a positive spin. Yeah, could be. Because good. grand is like, oh, it was so grand. So it felt good, like like it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But then I combined it with the word conspiracy, bum, bum, bum. which had the you know more a nefarious yes. thing. What is the definition of conspiracy or conspiring i feel unauthentic ask answering that because, because we already talked about we it. just talked about this well you say what did you tell me <clears throat> i said it was just like a i don't even remember what an I idea said. yeah it was like an idea uh that you're you're having to do something right so yeah. like we can get together and conspire a plan it's like planning or... we, we have been kind of conspiring to do this <gasps> grand conspiracy yes yeah Behind the scenes. Maybe we're the bad guys. I don't know. You never know. But, but we're not nefarious. Because we talked about it before, I know that it has some other qualities right. that are nefarious. So I did the same exercise with myself. i like, okay, I'm calling it the grand conspiracy. I know grand means big, but probably good. What does conspiracy mean? Conspiracy, when I wrote it down, without looking at Webster's Dictionary or anything, without Googling it. I the just, only thing he used is a thesaurus. No, I used my own brain, which is close to a thesaurus. He used a thesaurus. It's almost a dinosaurus. <laughs> Pretty close. But So this is what I wrote down. A clandestine intentional effort to subvert the legal structure of authority. Mm. And then I put in big letters with exclamation points. Nefarious. Mm. That's the weird drinking word of this episode. Yeah, okay. We've said it like twice, yeah. Okay. You get a water bottle, handy boys. Yeah. You're gonna, <laughs> and girls. You're going to be well hydrated after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so then I looked it up, and the Oxford Dictionary online says, a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Mm. And I thought, oh, I was pretty close. And then Merriam-Webster says, to join into a secret agreement to do an unlawful or wrongful act. Hmm. grand, big, you know, all-encompassing, conspiracy. And you put them together. What does a positive and a negative added together make or multiplied together? <laughs> negative. It makes it a negative. Yeah. So I thought, oh, perfect. Because then <laughs> it can't be confused with I'm saying that it's a good conspiracy. There you go. This is a bad conspiracy. You said add together, and I was like, depends on how big each one is, really. Yeah, I should have said multiply. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician, oh, obviously. Just a thesaurus statistician. Okay, so there you go. Grand conspiracy. And we've already let the cat out of the bag that we're probably going to include in this grand conspiracy, these things called entities. But I think we need to reveal some of the other characters. Yeah. Who are the main characters of this grand conspiracy story that we are trying to spin? Um, John F. Kennedy. Yeah, he's in there. He's in there, I think. Mm-hmm. Humanity altogether is in there. Yeah. Now, this is me. This is not proven. Like I've said many times, we're not professionals. We're not scientists. We're not theologians. We're not philosophers. There's we're just Soros again. So. <laughs> we, are, we are just a couple dudes, father, son, trying to make sense of a lot of the crazy things we experience right? and have fun doing it. And I want this grand conspiracy kind of little uh, investigation talk that we're going into. I want it to be fun. And so the danger here is that there's a lot of religious structure and theology and philosophy and mysticism. The source. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of pervades this, this whole thing. And so the trick is, how are we going to navigate through this without coming off as as trying to, you know, basically preach to people? Doomsday <laughs> fear mongers. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, it gets close. Yeah. But at the same time, some of this stuff, if it could be real, it could be really important in, in how you are figuring out your, here's another theological, theosorcical word, figure out your cosmology. Cosmetology. <laughs> Yeah, how figuring out how you're going to interpret things and events that may or may not happen in your life. Right. 
Uh, for example, right now, we had a whistleblower come forward and say, hey, we've got spaceships and alien bodies, and we've been reverse engineering their technology right. for years, but you guys don't know nothing about it, even though you're paying for it. Yeah. And so you've had this uptick in the verbiage of UFOs mm-hmm. and aliens, or now they're UAPs, right? UAPs, yeah. What do you do with that? Here's here's Bob. Bob the alien and... Bob. He's got a message for us. He's our he's our galactic brother who's trying to save us from destroying ourselves. You gonna believe it? Shoot it. You gonna take the message that you get? Are you gonna analyze it? What are you gonna do? This stuff's already been kind of pre-programmed into us. Uh, no, this is part of the grand conspiracy here. This is a component. Is that we've been slowly indoctrinated into this whole idea of aliens and UFOs for years and years and years. Like through the media and stuff? Media. E.T. Media, movies. Science. Um, yeah, everywhere. Look at movies. Look at who's you know, the biggest movies that we have. Star Wars. Yeah. That franchise. Lots of aliens. Lots of aliens. <laughs> um, Independence Day. Close Encounters of the Third Kind was one of the first ones. Right. There are all kinds of these influences from writing to stories like H.G. Wells, War of the Worlds, when that came out. Mm-hmm. And it started probably around in gusto, you know, with the Roswell crash. Crash? With the Roswell, Roswell crash, Roswell crash. It's not my crash. Oh, wow, dude. There's a big crash down there. <laughs> so but gosh. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I told you we're going to keep it lighthearted. Yeah. Little kids now, they have no trouble thinking about aliens. Yeah. When I was a kid, aliens were terrifying. Because they were associated with cattle mutilations in the 1970s. They were totally different. They were scary. Yeah. Then you get E.T. with and he's Spielberg. He's kind of a nice right? guy. He's a nice guy. And he's lost and he wants to go back with his family. E. Oh, no. He's got his magic glowing finger. Ouch. <laughs> oh. He's, yeah. Ouch. He's the first mini-me. Kind of. <laughs> so we've had this uptick in the UFO idea. Mm. Okay. Also, combined with that, People are big into witchcraft again. And crystals. Crystals and secret powers and saying spells for yeah. good, for bad, for protection. I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. Astrology now is is big time again. So that's kind of in that same sphere because it's the supernatural unseen realm power, mm-hmm. right? Forces, Which is just a nerdy way of saying supernatural. Yeah. Things behind the scenes. <laughs> creepy, yeah. weird, unknown, unseen. Nefarious. Yeah. There is. <laughs> then you've got this whole new rise of the idea of these ancient gods. You've got like Thor and the, the characters that are now part of like the Marvel universe. Yeah. And Loki, Thor, Loki, Odin. Odin. I mean, yeah. Uh, hella, hell. And you got all of these storylines mm-hmm. that are now very popular. And then you have like the book American Gods. That came out, and that yeah. kind of describes a similar kind of scenario. And there was that TV show. Mm-hmm. Was it also just called American Gods? Yeah, yeah. It was it based on the book. Yeah. Right. In that, it's like these ancient gods are real and they're alive, but people quit worshiping them, so they've kind of lost all their power. Yeah. And people are starting to worship them again, and they're getting their power back, and that's kind of the premise of the book. There was even that show that came out that we liked, uh, Evil. Yeah. Talks a lot about those exorcisms and um, mental illness and Mm. demons. Yeah. How demons have different, like, realms that they dwell in, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so to speak. Different, like, characteristics and different, like, you know, they have, like, the demon of depression and the demon of alcoholism or whatever, Mm -hmm. addiction. And then there's that other show, Lucifer, where uh, Satan's, like, just a guy that's on earth and he's Mm -hmm. just kind of, like... He's just kind of missing around and, and he's kind of misunderstood. He's kind yeah. of almost good sometimes. Yeah. 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 Kinda I mean, weird. yeah, there's that kind of stuff, but there's a unique tension in that movie evil mm-hmm. where on one side you have the supernatural unseen realm mm-hmm. versus the seen realm and the science and the, you know, explanation that is logical Yeah, and they're in conflict. And that's the way X-Files was. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, you know, Scolder, Scolder and Moldy. Scolder and Moldy. <laughs> Mulder and Scully. And they were always butting heads. Uh, you know, Mulder wanted to believe. Fox did. Yeah. And then Scully was always trying to explain everything away. And, Logically. And what they would often find out is that there was a little of both mm-hmm. going on at the same time. And the grand conspiracy to me is kind of like that. It's easy to get super sensational 
and blame everything on something supernatural. Right. But it's also easy, especially if you're a logical mind, to try to explain everything away without even, you know, letting yourself believe there's a possibility that there's anything supernatural. Mm -hmm. And so I love that tension. And, you know, speaking of tension, that's why I so value you here is because I think we have that same kind of tension. I'm kind of like more old school kind of, you know, steeped in religion fringe guy. Mm -hmm. And you're more of a modern thinking kind of young. Attractive male. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know if I'd go there or not. But I think you bring insights that, and you kind of help ground me and make me think about things so that they don't get so pushed into some kind of religious fervor. Mm -hmm. And there's also sensitivities to these kinds of topics. My fear in talking about it, and has been, is I don't want to turn people off. I don't want to turn people off if you're listening. I don't want to make you feel like you're getting preached to. Yeah, that would suck. There are thousands of podcasts, literally, that you could go listen to where they will preach to you about these same kind of topics. Now, I hope I can contribute to you forming your own opinion. You know, our listeners, I hope I hope it helps them see things. And there'll probably be some of my bias in there because that's my worldview. I don't know how else to look at it. So it's, it's our podcast. It's yeah. going to come from you and it's going right. to come from me. It's so, not going to cater to everybody listening. Right. So I'm going to be honest, but I'm also going to be kind of careful because I want to be, yeah. I want to, for one thing, I know you'll give me a hard time. Oh, yes. If I go off the wrong <laughs> way. Yeah. You do all the time. I That's do. one thing in this podcast. I, when I edit the, the, <laughs> the file afterwards, I'm listening to the audio and I catch all these things you say kind of under your breath. <laughs> and I laugh so hard sometimes because it's like, I didn't even know he said that. So anyway, I value that. Okay, let's get back to the characters of the grand conspiracy, according to Mike. Right. And I am not unique in this grand conspiracy idea. If you were raised in a churchy kind of background, this would probably be more just like the accepted status quo conspiracy. But the problem with that for me is that the status quo conspiracy, it isn't grand enough. The grand conspiracy, it's more nefarious, right? more powerful, more dangerous. And I'm so glad I'm out of my little religious bubble that I was raised in because I never would have seen this. And to me... You know, not that it explains everything. It doesn't explain everything, but it gives me some kind of structure that I can hang stuff on. Right. And it gives me explanations for things that we're running into while we go out and do our investigations. Right. And it makes me want to go out and do them more. More explorations, investigations. Yeah. We've been kind of superficial and kind of skipping like stones over the surface of the water with ever getting down into the deep. The deep. The deep. Yeah. So, now that we know how you feel about it... Did I just go off again? Are you <laughs> correcting me, Harry? Are you turning what, this barge? Well, tell us about it. Okay. Dive in there. Quit skipping your stones. Okay, bro. I'm going to I'm gonna start with... Um, I think there is, at the very center of this grand conspiracy, there is one character. It's actually lots of characters, but one unique character that is at the center of this conspiracy. And it is you. Aw. And it is me. Oh. It's every listener out there. It's the individual. It's humanity. Mm -hmm. So all of you out there in the stranger zone right now, Mm -hmm. imagine yourself on a stage behind the curtain. The curtain slides open. The spotlight comes on. That's my spotlight noise. (laughs) And there you are in the center of the stage. Everything around you is dark. Mm -hmm. Just you are lit up. This is your moment. At the center of the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got that in your head? You got that idea in your head? Mm-hmm. And then you think, why? Why are you the star of this? Of this? What, what is it about you that makes you so special? Are you special? I don't know. Are you actually asking me? I kind of am. Uh, you know, it's rhetorical because I want people out there to be asking it, but it's also rhetorical because I, when I see myself on the stage, that's the question I ask. Is it because you're the only thing that you can control? I mean, that could be part of the psychology of it, the logic side. I think what happens when you're on the stage, and I think all humans find themselves on the stage. All the world's indeed a stage when we are <laughs> and, and you ask yourselves basically three questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And where am I going? What happens when I die? Mm -hmm. Those are the three big questions you have. So you're on the stage and you're one of the characters. And then we have other characters. 
um, in this, this story, this grand conspiracy story. And one of those would be little G gods. And we've talked a lot about the pantheons, um, Zeus, Kronos, Apollos, and Nana, Hell, you know, down the list. Mm -hmm. We've got all those. We did a rap last week, which yeah, was, you did. Which was really awesome about it. <laughs> deep, deep down in the darkest hell, in the outer darkness where the bad gods dwell. The Watchers, the Titans, the Anunnaki. Darkest dungeon for them gods gone wacky. Man, I'm getting hot. But anyway... Um, we've got those, right? The little G-gods. You also have like the sons of the gods that interbred with humanity. Those things are called Nephilim or... Hybrids. Hybrids. That's another word. But yeah. also, what do they call them? They call them demigods. Demigods. In the yeah, different, that's true. In the different pantheons, right? So those are the same creatures. Mm -hmm. Then you have these entities called demons. What are demons? Right. In the book of Enoch, which is a pseudepigraphal book. The Nephilim were basically destroyed in the flood of Noah, and their disembodied spirits became the demons. I mean, that's what it talks about. Right. So they're a different entity. They're a different character playing in this grand conspiracy. You have other things, too. In the realm of these angelic beings that fell, according to the Book of Enoch, and in the creation accounts in, like, the Bible... Mm -hmm you have this concept of a whole heavenly host of different kinds of entities. We call them angels. A lot of people talk about they have a guardian angel or whatever. Yeah. Um, one of the most famous angels is one that fell Satan, right? Mm -hmm. Or Lucifer. Yeah. And then whether or not Lucifer and Satan are the same entity or there's something different, uh, people can argue about that. But then you also have different categories of these angelic beings I believe in, in the Hebrew text, they call them Elohim. Mm -hmm. And and they have like the cherubim, the seraphim. It's um, like different models. And these are just a few that are mentioned. I think about like in the scene realm, we have how many different types of animals and creatures with different levels of intelligence and non-intelligence, right? right? You have insects all the way up to primates. Mm -hmm. And then on the on you know on the very top of the whole pillar you find humans and puppies <laughs> puppies yeah puppies puppies, the puppies best. are good so I always think in the unseen realm could you have the same kind of life hierarchy I'm, kind of thing going on yeah a whole kind of unseen realm transdimensional life forms that we can't see basically we're talking there's a lot of entities on the stage potentially and you're in the center. And we ask the question, why am I here? Why are you here? What is your purpose? How did I get here? And what happens when I die? Because we're all dying, right? We're all on a road somewhere. Yeah. And why do I have any value? Okay, so I'm going to get a little, a little bit more... Preachy. No, not preachy, but oh, okay. somber here. Somber. A little more somber. Are you a good guy, Austin? In a comic book, I think I would be a good, <laughs> good guy. <laughs> I'm not saying good looking. I think you'd be a good guy. Okay. I'm not a bad guy. Okay. You're, but part of your makeup as a good guy in a comic book is that you kind of do some naughty things. Yeah. Bad things, right? You have right? my flaws. Yeah. And all of us listening, we have our flaws. Some more than others, right? Shout out to Amber. <laughs> yeah. That's my sister. But you think, you think about it. I mean, some of us, we've had really yucky lives. Some of us have done some really nasty things. Mm -hmm. Some of us this morning did something we shouldn't have done. You know, I was thinking, so I got up and I went to church today because I'm a good guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, or I like to think of myself <laughs> some way. So I'm driving to church, right? Mm -hmm. In the car. And there's a car coming up on my right. And he's trying to pass me on the right in the slow lane and get ahead of me in front of the stoplight. Oh, I hate that. Where it's like, yeah. uh, it's a stoplight mm -hmm. and then you can go straight through, but immediately it, it merges right. mm -hmm. on the other side. And so he's trying to cut in he's, front of everybody. Yeah, basically, he's trying to zip down there. And get ahead of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to let him pass me. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Shut that door. So I shut that door. Good. And then he had to break. And then the Good. car behind me had shut the door. And so he had to go back like four car lengths. And he I deserves could, it. And I'm like, I don't know whether to feel good about what I did or mm -hmm. to feel bad about what I did. But it made me think, what's the big deal? And I do that horribly almost every commute when I drive in. Shut the work. door on somebody or do the right lane merge thing? Oh, just get irritated with people that are driving yeah. stupid trying to pass me. 
it's weird the things that it manifests because you're kind of alone. Nobody sees yeah. you. And, <laughs> you know, I have like urges to do things, you know, like I don't flip people off, but I think, out. I think I should flip people off in my head, but then I don't, but I've already <laughs> done it in my mind. Oh my right. I'm just saying this to, when I look at myself on the stage, I'm not that great of a central character. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of yucky things I do. And if people could get in my closet and look around at my skeletons in there, I don't think people would like me very much if they really saw all the deep, dark things. I think things. everybody would say that right. about themselves or should. So that's us on the stage. Mm-hmm. That's the value. So we've got these entities and characters all around us. And I, did I say that I think there's also a creator character? Yeah. There's that entity the entity of all entities Mm -hmm. um the maker of everything right right? so why am i so special in this cast of the grand conspiracy where does the value of what i am come from it's not from how good i've been because i've been and done bad things i might try to say that i do a little more good things than bad things but i i don't know i'm kind of uncomfortable on the center of this stage right so you know the ugliness that that spotlight exposes on me and the stage for all these entities to see. I ain't looking like too much of a prize in my own mind. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would feel that way, that maybe they're not such a huge big prize out there in the middle. Right. So what's the deal? What's I don't the know, cons- I'm waiting for you to tell me well, for the fifth time. I know. It's, um, <laughs> I know. Well, I think you got to get to this because then it, it's more impactful. It's more impactful for me. The value of who I am is not because of how good I've been or how good I can be. It's a value that's placed on me outside of my ability for myself. So kind of like your kid. Your kid has value in your eye, not because he does anything good or bad. When he's a baby, he's just your kid and you just love the little son of a gun Mm -hmm. because he's yours and he's going to do some rotten things like you've done to me in your life. You know, you're going to make me stay up late. You're going to have all these bad things, you know, worry, whatever. But I have placed value on you, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I think is happening in the grand conspiracy. We have value placed on us. And the the placer of the value in my grand conspiracy is the creator. Yeah. The creator has placed value on you. And I think some people, you know, that don't come from your background... Mm-hmm can say in a way that it's uh, the potential that you have. Um, you've had millions of years of evolution going on and somehow you've come out of it. Mm-hmm. And what can you do? You know, like what, where's your value come from? And some people might take that as, oh, I'm valueless because I'm just this random organism. Mm-hmm. Or other people could say that um, they have value because everything came together you know, perfectly to make mm-hmm. them who they are. Yeah. And that's a really kind of a new agey kind of look at it, right. you know, where you... You progress. Trying to not um, exclude any of our potential listeners. Oh, no, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm just saying that th- this is common, right? I mean, that is Eastern religion right there. Right. Where you keep reliving your life over and over mm-hmm. and you become better and better and better. And you progress till well, eventually you enter nirvana or whatever. Right. You become transcendent. Um, there is that. The, I mean, look at like uh, the there's other religions even mm-hmm. that maybe under the banner of Christianity believe that you maybe don't live over and over again, but you continually progress until you reach the state of Godhood. Right. Um, there are lots of those kinds of things and I'm not poo pooing any of them. I'm just throwing these things out there as concepts. And then my grand right. conspiracy would be that, that in what I'm understanding, my cosmology, which is kind of what I'm explaining mm-hmm. is that my value, I don't see the value in myself, but I believe that, that the creator has placed value on me. Yeah. Independent of me being able to do anything to earn it. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't matter if I had a bazillion lifetimes, I would never be able to attain the goodness that would be required right. to have value like that. But he gave me value. Your inherited value. Right. And inheritance is a great word. Because I think that kind of plays into another key component of the grand conspiracy. Is that I wasn't the only created being, right? Mm -hmm. There were other created beings. We talked about the potential of what this unseen realm could contain. So he created the physical realm. He also created the spiritual realm, the unseen realm. Mm -hmm. And there are entities. We use the word 
angel to describe them, but the word that it uses most of the time is Elohim, which mm-hmm. is the same word that the creator uses of himself, which means a spiritual being, a God. Mm-hmm. And that he created these beings and that they were there at the creation of the world, that they joined in in the creation of mankind. Mm-hmm. They were there. They were witnesses. They sang for glory. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, God made mankind, humans, you and me, because he wanted a family. And we have these unseen realm brothers, these angelic beings, these little G gods, Mm -hmm. as part of that family. But then something really bad happened. And that's the grand conspiracy. And that's the grand conspiracy. And that's the grand conspiracy. In the biblical text, you read that we were created to have dominion over the earth. Humans were made to have authority over the earth, to take care of it, to nurture it, Mm -hmm. the earth and everything in it. And it doesn't sound like that the spirit brothers, the Elohim, the little G gods had that same thing. Yeah. They didn't have their own uh, domain to... Yeah. rule over right they didn't have a domain there were basically like two mm-hmm. kinds of rulers in this mm-hmm. it's god ruling everything and then we're like the assistant manager over mm-hmm. earth but the value is so great for whatever reason that for god's desire to have us as his children the big play was this entity or entities conspiring to basically subvert the inheritance that we were supposed to have right and there are so many little details in this. I mean, we can't go down it because it would, you know, it would be a whole series. Yeah. But in a nutshell, entities that we will encounter on our adventures will fall into one of two categories. The malevolent or benevolent. Exactly. So it doesn't necessarily just because you meet like a Bigfoot. Let's just say Bigfoot. Say Bigfoot is like one of these kind of trans-dimensional unseen realm in and out creatures. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying he is, but just for yeah, argument's sake. You could have good ones. Yeah. And you could have you bad ones. You those stories where like the kid falls in the creek and then the Bigfoot comes and pulls him from the water and, and, and drops him off near his camp yeah. or something. Or Saves like the life. little girl that got lost from her family and spent three days with a giant bear mm-hmm. that gave her honey and then and then they find her and days survived. later or whatever. Yeah. Those kind of stories. And then there's stories where like the, the Teddy Roosevelt book one that Terrifying. I talked about where... Yeah. They're sitting around camp, and it looks like somebody just came over and like ripped his head apart. Mm-hmm. And they found these giant footprints in the sand, and that would be like a nefarious or a bad a Sasquatch. Yeah, you know, it's weird because it's almost like there are good and bad things. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Thank just you. novel I'm gonna, stuff. I'm going to leave that in because my <laughs> mind was thinking real deep, and out of my mouth came something really sometimes. shallow. <laughs> Sometimes there's wet things and sometimes there's dry things. <laughs> and sometimes things are cold and sometimes things are hot. <laughs> well, what I what I mean, I meant to say, because I was thinking that in the cast of characters, entities, regardless of which kind of entities, I think you could have good or bad characters. And just because a character of one type fell, right? So it talks about Satan and he fell. And like in the Book of Enoch, when you talk about the Watchers, Watchers fell. And I think it says 200 watchers of this angel class fell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's another faction of, of my grand conspiracy cast of characters and story is that they're behind the scenes in the unseen realm are these creatures that are trying to basically steal the birthright or steal the inheritance of God's children. So you have incredibly powerful, bad, nefarious entities that are bent upon not only your destruction, maiming, killing, destroying, but also stealing your inheritance. Yeah. And there's also another aspect of this that you don't hear much. At the time of the Tower of Babel, when God confuses the languages of humanity, Mm -hmm. basically divides them into nations. And then it says he puts the sons of God over them. So he takes some of these divine entities, the Benaha Elohim, sons of God, 
that haven't fallen yet. He puts them over certain people populations to basically be their shepherd, to to rule over them and to help them survive Learn and yeah, yeah to progress, give them knowledge and and instead of that, these sons of God, these Get it Elohim, on. well, not so much that, but oh. they become the gods of the nations and start demanding sacrifice kind of and worship. Power. Yeah, yeah, they basically set themselves up as God yeah. over those people. Yeah. And a lot of infighting going on. Between it's, the yeah. different beings, beings right? Yeah, because yeah, they all wanted more power or less power or whatever, or mm. they wanted this group of people or that group of people. And I think it talks about 70 um, of these sons of God that were put over the nations. Is that's I mean, that's way deep. I don't want to get way down in there yet because... Basically, the overarching conspiracy story for me. Did you get it? Have you been able to pick through it? I think I got it. Because I've kind of like floundered all over the place. Yeah, you, okay. you basically just threw a Bible at me. Yeah, well, parts of the Bible, <laughs> but other parts too. Yeah, some, some of them weren't even in the Bible. Yeah. They were extra biblical. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity <laughs> thrower. I'm not a, just a Bible I'm, basher. I'm, I'm a book basher. If I'm following you, okay. humanity on. has an inherent worth. Each person has its inherent worth. Yes, each individual. Each individual. And there are forces out there that are nefarious, that are conspiring to take away that inherited worth that you have, to, to intercept the inheritance that you have, the mm-hmm. goodness and the value that you have. Mm-hmm. They want to take that away and, and make you dependent almost on them to find worth in your life and to yeah. find value in your life. I'd almost say um, to destroy you completely yeah. and take everything that would have been yours if you're out of the picture you get nothing mm-hmm. so yeah that's i think that's really close to what i'm saying of course i would put my my judeo-christian kind of slant on it mm-hmm. um i would say that that as children of the creator your value is based on on his just desire to have a family to have you as one of his kids right and what's really crazy in that idea is that these entities that are now rebelling and trying to destroy and take away God's children, they were already in his family. Right. There's something about humanity and what we are as his children that makes them hate us so much. So you have immense value. Mm -hmm. And this is the one thing I was trying to point out when I was saying, yeah, we're kind of naughty, is that your immense value isn't based upon how good you are. It's not what you do. Not what you do, because you can't do it. That's where I like that inherent value, because mm-hmm. it was placed on you. Yeah. In a different way, the pressure's off. The performance pressure is off. And that's why I think it's such a big deal to me, because I, I know I can't do it. I'm a screw-up, right? Right. So, pressure's off. Now, my little light on the stage, I know who's shining that light. It's the this, person who gives you value. To me, that's huge. So the light that's shining on me isn't because I am the star to be, you know, so handsome, so good looking, so amazingly talented, so any of that. It's because he decides to shine that light down on me. Mm -hmm. So that's my grand conspiracy. And there are nefarious forces in the dark trying to stop that from happening. But also, there's a tremendous amount of non-nefarious entities that are on your side. Right. Working behind the scenes limiting the amount of influence that these nefarious folks can have. It, so this is why it's so exciting to me is because all of a sudden the stuff that we're researching, it's like part of this giant, huge cosmic battle. And for me, it's real. Right. And then for people that are listening, I mean, there is immense power on both sides of this grand conspiracy. Mm. There's a lot of fake news and I'm not getting all Trumpy in here. It's fake news. Yeah, right? <laughs> There's a lot of fake news. And somehow we've got to discern what it is. And especially if things get louder, we see more and more weird stuff. An alien pops out from behind the scenes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or we got Spirit Brothers, the Anunnaki coming in on planet Nibiru. And there are Spirit Brothers that are going to save us. Is it true messaging? Is it fake news? Is it real? I think it's pretty dang interesting. It is pretty interesting. So anyway, that's my grand conspiracy. What'd you think? It's a big grand conspiracy. Yeah. It was yeah. grand. It was a little, little circular, probably, <laughs> uh, at a few points. But, you know, it's hard. I tried to map this out. I've got, like, sheets of paper. You can see one here. 
of notes and oh gosh, I so badly want to get into the minutia of some of this. Right. But I'm resisting that urge because I don't want to turn it into, like you said, a religious podcast, especially not this one. We might, as we do our investigations, I might throw some of this out and how I think it fits into the grand conspiracy of, you know, we go out and we say we run into a UFO, Mm -hmm. um, which you thought you saw one the other day. I did. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And I think I saw one when I was a kid. Yeah. So, or if we ran into something that was like a real manifestation of a spirit entity, how would we deal with that? How would we, you know, put that in our file cabinet, in our bucket, and understand how to think about it? What if it gave us a message? How would we know whether it's true or false? Right. I mean, the grand conspiracy, if nothing else, helps me understand that there are nefarious forces that are trying to deceive me. And so I got to be careful. And, you know, within the construct of my faith, I've got a way to deal with that. Right. Um... And, you know, I'll just throw this out there. I know this has kind of been a different kind of uh, uh, subject matter. But if anybody has questions, they'd like to know anything about my faith construct, my cosmology, as I put it. Um, If you'd like to ask me questions or reach out or tell me I'm stupid or whatever, um, feel free to uh, send me an email. You can send it to mike at estrangething.com. That's that's pretty much it. Anything you want to say? I'm good. You're good? Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add? I think I'm good. Do you have your own like little part of the grand conspiracy? Do you have a mini conspiracy? Not off the top of my head. Oh. I think my kids are conspiring against me. Like increase my blood pressure until I have a stroke or something. Yeah, I think they probably could do that. Which, I mean, don't we as kids of whoever the... <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I could go down that trail. Don't we conspire many times? Yeah. And I've got a little voice left, so... You should close it out so we can have Sunday dinner. Sounds good. Everybody's coming over. We're going to have some tri-tip. tri-tip. Yeah, some yeah. beef. Tri-tip. And a cornhole tournament. I might have like a little finger of applesauce. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, that'd <laughs> be good. Apple juice. There you go. Apple Instead juice. Of whiskey. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three more weeks. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversations. Taters. Taters. <laughs>